The following episode may contain sensitive content. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, world. (laughs) How are we feeling today? (laughs) It's Friday. I have a glass of vino. I'm doing good. Me too. Tracy, what do you have? Water. A glass of water. (laughs) Hey. Hey, you know what? That's a responsible girl right there. I'm probably going to have a beer later, so. Fuck yeah. Let's go for it. I support that. What kind? Uh, That Schulfenhofer grapefruit beer. The one that they have in Epcot. Yes. I love that. That's a good one. It's my favorite. I really, really like that. Mm. Okay. Should we like introduce ourselves and stuff? Yes. I am Giovanni. And I'm Tracy. And I am Nikki. (laughs) And this is the podcast with no name. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. No name yet. Right. Yeah, for now, we don't have a name, but we're going to get one. Mm -hmm. We'll figure it out. Just hang in there. We're running running around with some ideas. Right. Rolling them around in our heads. True. We promise to come up with something good. Got to please the people. Um, Tracy, do you want to, like, tell them what we're talking about today? Oh, it would be my honor. So today, oof! Today we are talking about the docu series, "The Curious Case of Natalia Grace." Yes. That one is spicy. I'm ready to comment. Let's go. So many twists and (laughs) turns. Oh, this yeah, it was a lot of he. It's a lot of he said, she said. Um, you know, so we got some things to talk about. We do. Oh. I'm so excited. Um, and I just can't hide it. You're so funny. Well, I think I think Tracy should give like a little a little synopsis of what this case is about or like something really short. Um Okay. You know, yeah, I'll just do like what's a, it about? Yeah, quick little rundown. So, yeah, basically we have uh, Natalia Grace. She was originally born in the Ukraine. She gets uh, flown to the United States. Eventually, she gets um, adopted by a family, the Barnetts, in Indiana, and um, it becomes this case of. Like I said, he said, she said, there's some things that go on. Uh, Are you really who you say you are? Are you really the age that you say that you are? And um, it just goes from there. It's crazy. It's just a lot. I love it. It's hard because it's like hard to explain without giving anything away. Right. Um, It's a really, really intense and raw documentary mm-hmm. it um it had me in my toes the whole time um and i gotta stop saying um 
I have a hard time. I'm sorry, Joe. Um, <laughs> right. Stop saying oh. No, but exactly. But I was thinking the whole time I was watching it, I thought they had based the movie The Orphan on this case. And watching it, I realized that it's actually the opposite. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and some people's point of view from, you know, some of the victims' point of view, they think it was, it was, all the actions were based on that movie. It's the opposite. And I thought it was the opposite way, you know? Um, so yeah, um, you want to go from the top? Let's get into it. Yeah. Let's go. Right. Yeah. Let's talk about the adopting process from family to family the is it the chicones the sicones sicones how do you pronounce chicones, that i believe is how it's pronounced chicones, chicones? oh god the chic- i mean she was okay let's go from the top she was born in ukraine mm-hmm. um originally they say no, um, S- september 4th of 2003 is what her ukrainian birth certificate states um, and when she was when she was born or before she was born, they told her, <laughs> "It's okay, Trace. You can say um, we're normal people." Are um, we? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're just new at this, that, so when, we'll learn. Yes, we are. Sorry, guys. Um, I'm gonna stop doing that. The when she was born, or right before she was born, the mom already knew. The baby was going to have some challenges. Natalia was going to have some challenges. And this is why right away she decided that she wanted to give up her baby for adoption. And this is the moment when uh, she goes to an orphanage, correct? Correct. Well, let's just add in there that the doctor was the one that told her or advised her, you should give up your baby for adoption. She has Mm. no... Like, because the surgeries right she's like she he basically told her there's no use in keeping this child put her up for adoption so the mom would and, and they say like it was gonna cost her a lot too yeah. because she needed a lot of surgeries because right. later and they on never sorry they never specifically state uh the financial situation that mm-hmm, the mother mm-hmm. was in or whether even the biological father was in the picture at the point i don't even think they say anything about that i didn't even think of that right so and i believe she had already had one child before natalia um Mm -hmm. so i I imagine that it is a, a hard decision you know when you have a child and then on top of it having one that's going to have a disability Mm-hmm. That that is a lot to handle, and and she was twenty four at the time, the mother. So maybe yeah, she was really young, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe she figured that she wouldn't have been able to handle it. I mean, who knows what her thought process was at the time? But I guess when you do have a doctor, a medical professional, someone that you would trust, telling you, I think it's best if you give her up to allow her to have a life that yeah, you trust them can can be fulfilling and happy exactly you trust them and so she went with that doctor's opinion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so she's put into an orphanage 
then this is where the Shikonis come into play, right? The Shikonis want to adopt the child. They fly to Ukraine. They're introduced to Natalia and then bring her back with them to the States. And then okay, something so happens. Five at the time? Right? She's five at the time. She's five years old yeah, at the time. Yeah, she was really young. Something happens and we don't know what. We never find out, which is the big the question. The specifics, yeah. The specifics of what I'm happened. But, but the Sakonis want to get right. them back to the adoption, adopt, adoption agency, which somehow they're able to do it. And then that's when the Barnett's come. What I understood... Because they really didn't give specific, but I understood that somehow they were playing something. She heard uh, her sibling. I think it was a brother. I, I'm not sure if it was a, a, her brother, her little brother or something like that. She heard them and um, she said basically, Natalia said basically the dynamic completely changed after that. Um, and then she thought that, you know, she they didn't love her anymore after that and she apologized she said because it was an accident and she kept saying i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry and uh they still you know started treating her com completely different and then they decide to basically give her up that is very right. true. and again again this is natalia's uh, explanation because they yeah, right because they yeah. they have not interviewed the Chicones at this point in the two seasons that they've yes. done we have not heard their side of the story so like I said this thing is like a lot of he said she said but Natalia said uh, yes Nick you are correct that they were like play wrestling mm -hmm. and that she landed on his arm wrong and she may have broken it and listen like you're a kid and you that's what you do you it's wrestle not, around happens. you roughhouse mm -hmm. you play mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. Yeah, like you just land the wrong way and hurt yourself. Like it happens. Mm -hmm. um, and then I mm -hmm. think too that they had said something to her and Natalia whispered like, I hate you. Which is such a kid response, mm -hmm. you know, of course. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And yeah, like you mentioned that they just totally flipped 180 and it was like, we don't want you anymore. Which... And it was something like it was more that? the dad or it was more the mom that the, the other parent was still treating her fine. But one of them was like, no. And it was like, I don't want you in my life, basically. No. And that's when they decided to, you know, give her up to which, the adoption agency. Which blows my mind because I feel like she was just being a typical kid. And it's like, as siblings, you're going to play fight. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you're going to make that change your mind and just say, oh, well, we don't want you anymore. We're going to give you up for adoption. Also, I feel like that process should be a lot more difficult than it was. Like, is that really a thing that people can yes. say, I want to adopt this kid. They're my child. Actually, I changed my mind. I don't really want them because they have a few behavioral issues. Okay, bye. Right. Is that like even legal? Yeah. Is that even a thing? Can you give a child I, back? Yeah. Can someone please tell us? I, I would no, love to know. Please subscribe. Email comment. us. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have an email yet. At our we'll non-existent email yet. <laughs> eventually, when we Hopefully set one up. Hopefully, we'll have one by the time yeah, so, we put this episode So, eventually, up. that does. that's what happens. You know, the Sikonis get them back to the adoption agency. They end up finding another family. That new family is now the Barnetts, where they, you know, now she's living with them with this new family called the Barnetts, and... 
But even before that, she had been bounced around a few other families because the Chicones were speaking to the to the little people of America, which is an which is an organization. Obviously, it's for little people, and it's they Mm -hmm. have like conventions and conferences where they can meet other people who have forms of dwarfism, um, and they connect. And yeah, the Chicones were reaching out to other families and saying, hey, are you interested in adopting a child? She has a very specific type and, of dwarfism. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And a lot of, like, there was there were a few families that really wanted to adopt her. Yes. I, you know what I don't like at all is that we don't know why the Burnett's got an upper hand through through this adoption process because... There were other families with the same, you know, what do you say that? Capabilities? Disability. You know. Well, yeah, disability, but the same... um, Condition? You know, their parents. No, their parents. They can also take care Mm -hmm. of her like the Burnett's, quote-unquote. You know, there was no difference there. They're still parents. They still want a kid. And... Why did they get the upper hand, and why were they the ones chosen? Well, my thought process is they never really gave us a clear answer as to why. You know, they didn't choose Mm -hmm, any of these mm -hmm. other families. But the first thought that comes to my mind is that Christine Barnett, right? That's her name. Yes. Mm -hmm. She was kind of famous and well-known at the time. You know, she started a school, a special needs school in her home, she was in the news. People knew about her. She had a business. They had a lot of money. But I also there like must have been. Back in, they must have yeah, been some bribing. Something money. definitely involved behind the scenes, a legal activity that gave them because the upper hand. Because I think hand. about, I think about what Tracy said, you know, and how is this process so easy? Did anybody interview this family for a whole month, you know, see the dynamic at home? Like, how is it that they were the ones chosen when the household was already basically broken? Already, because the things that we see as the show progresses, it was never, you know, a a super amazing dynamic. And I'm not saying that all families are perfect, but that family was far right. from But there's it. no way to far. determine that during adoption. You know, like that's, those, that's difficult to identify when you're looking for an adoptive family, I guess, you know. But it's just so interesting because there was one family that Natalia was living with already. They were doing like a trial run. Right. And she was bonding right. with their daughter. Like, she was with them for a while. Yeah, and they were, like, They best said friends. it was something with the attorneys, that they had complained about the Chicones. They didn't like something. And then the Chicones took it, them off the table. Like, oh, well, they're shit-talking us, so we don't want them to have Natalia. So oh, people were being very right. petty. And then another couple uh, also was very interested in adopting Natalia. And they met... Natalia and Diane Ciccone Mm -hmm. and they just said the husband had said I got a really bad feeling and he was like I don't know if it was the situation if it was 
Natalia, if it was Diane. Natalia, yeah. But she had felt like Diane was coaching Natalia on what to say. He didn't feel good about Mm -hmm. the situation. So I just feel like Mm -hmm. the, the... this yeah, girl has the, been coached since. Yeah, she was and and baby. the Jacones didn't seem sorry, like very good people either. A hundred percent. Damn, I want to know. But who if you're is. giving, if uh, yeah, and if you if you're giving up a, a baby away, some like a kid that you adopted, you got to check yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you are supposed to be the parent. You're the adult. You don't just give up, right? For one, because of one thing that happened, unless there are more things that we don't know about, you know. Right. Which I'm sure. Now, oh, also, yeah. real quick, I was gonna say that it would have made sense for Natalia with her disability. She has. I'm not gonna try to pronounce it. I'm sorry. Some form of dysplasia with whatever dwarfism, oh, and her yeah. bones don't yeah. grow a certain way. It would make sense to have a family where one parent or both parents has a form of dwarfism because they are, I think, mentally prepared and hopefully financially Mm -hmm. prepared to handle her disability, not just accessibility within the house and how to get around, Mm -hmm. but also knowing that she is going to have to have surgeries and certain medications mm-hmm. to deal with it. Like, they already are prepared mm-hmm. because they've been through it. Like, there's mm-hmm. no way that you're going to get out of that. Right. So the fact that yeah. the Barnetts, who have, as far as we've heard, no uh, education or understanding of dwarfism, that also yeah. is no, such they, a they question mark. No, they don't know mark. anything. Right. Yeah, 100%. Now she gets adopted by them. Um, I don't know. We on season one, they don't really show us what happens when this adoption process is going on. She's in a room, and according to different point points of view, um, well, according to Natalia, Natalia Michael says Barnett, that they but... actually, well, Natalia says they met the family. And then Michael says that they never met the the prior adoptive family. Correct. So he also says I believe in in my humble opinion that they did meet. Mm-hmm. They, they I think this is uh that's a that's probably like a legal thing too. They have to meet. They have to you you would want to know why you're giving up away you're giving away this kid right and michael says that it was a closed adoption which mm-hmm. that would mean that okay you don't meet the family so that does happen but it's not a closed adoption because in the second season we learned that they had been sharing emails through back and forth back and forth between yep. the family and then there's also two adoption agencies involved ones mm-hmm. that the barnetts were involved with and the other adoption agency that i get guess the Chicones had gone with so it's like everybody and is talking for six on it. months so there's no way that that can be considered a closed adoption there's the receipt so everything that michael says has no validity right Absolutely. I don't believe it. I have so much word. to say about that guy. I, mean, I have so much to say about him. Let's get right into fucking him. Michael Barnett. 
Go for it. I fucking hate him. I can't stand him. I said it. <laughs> and he's a piece of he's shit. He's a piece to me. of shit. It's first of all, like if you <laughs> if you're a person that needs to do so much to say nothing, literally, you have to bring your arms up and down, have your eyes closed 70% of the sentence that you're saying to get across no point because all these sentences that he would say there was no point i don't believe a word that's coming out of your mouth this is i don't know anything about you know body language i'm not an expert on it but if that doesn't say that he doesn't even believe what he's saying himself i don't know what does See, I think that he's just lied so much and he's in so deep with his lies that he either, he does believe them at this point or there's no way he's going to refute any of this. Because he could turn around and be the bigger person and say, okay, you know what, like it wasn't a closed adoption. We had been communicating with the agencies and the Chicones for several months but it's not like he is refuting anything. Like he keeps feeding into all these lies. And I don't know if he thinks that he'll get in trouble or be held liable with his comments if there is a civil court case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's yeah. his lawyer has probably advised him to just continue with everything. Not just... Probably. Not just with his lies regarding the whole adoption process, but... Oh, everything. Everything. Everything yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I mean, that man's mouth, I don't right. believe a single fucking word. Right. I don't believe and a now word. at this point... What's up? What's up with the theatrics? Right. What <laughs> is up with the theatrics? Like, Why is everything so big? big? Why is he so flamboyant? I'm like... And we went to school for musical theater. Right. I was and like, dude, like, you belong exactly. on stage. Wow. Like it was a we are full people on that theater use our arms, right? Yeah, everything, every word, every and and half of the words, or like seventy five percent of each word, he says his eyes are closed, <laughs> which makes me think, I, why are you closing your eyes? Why, what are you covering, shielding yourself from? Mm-hmm. What is this? You know, what are you covering yourself from? Like, what are you avoiding here? And. The fact that we have to listen to this dude for two seasons—it's dreadful. It is so, and like I, my—that's why I think he's a piece of shit. And the fact that they show, you know, him contradicting himself constantly—he's saying one thing one year, he's saying another thing another year. It's like when you're contradicting yourself so many times how are we supposed to believe anything that comes out of your mouth also i think what bothers me too is that after knowing everything we know michael has painted himself as this victim and at the end of the day he was an adult (laughs) he He is an adult at at any point in time he had control to say this isn't right this needs to stop and he never did that at what at one point i i thought natalia's um present adopted dad 
I thought he was gonna say he needs to stop being a PAB and men up. You know? Mm-hmm. But he obviously didn't say that. He said something else. He's a man of God, um, so he just said he would stop being a whiny baby. <laughs> yeah, something like that. He's a whiny baby. But I, I am not religious, and I, I, I agree with that guy. Mm-hmm. I was like, exactly that. He needs to men up. Own up to your to your actions. Right. It was you your were, job uh, to protect that child. It was that's your child you neglected everything and not just that you also chose to ignore everything that was happening you that was a choice that you did every single day and don't tell me that you're gonna oh i was scared of like my kids being taken away no that's a whole process you need to go through a divorce you need to go through a lawyer you can say everything that was going on at home and you can end up being with your kids having full custody Mm -hmm. So, I do think he's a PAB. A pussy-ass bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, because actually, I didn't know what that meant. (laughs) So, thanks for for breaking that down for me, because I was like, what? At first, I didn't get it. I was like, what did she say? What is a PAB? Pussy-ass bitch. Come on, guys. I was like, you mean a POS? Like a piece of shit? (laughs) He's a PAB. He's a PAB. Pab, got it. He's a pab, all the way. Right, he's a pab. <laughs> all but, the way. All right, so yes, I don't. He, you know, <clears throat> is victimizing himself when he was the adult, she was the child, she didn't know any better. Now let's go into, you know, what happens next. Um, we discover that they now want to give her back, or no, no, no. I, I. Wait, I wanted to go. I wanted to like talk a little bit about her experience with the Barnetts. There were a few things that were really, really shocking to me. That this is why I, I think Michael is a pav, because how do you come <laughs> home and you have your adopted kid facing a wall with poop all over her for twelve hours? Poop. That just is just facing a wall, standing like. How inhumane. How how do you let this happen? That, how are you like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to ignore. I'm choosing to look away. What's like you need to have mental issues, mm-hmm. right? That is obvious abuse, obvious neglect. Sh- it's abuse, yeah. neglect, unsanitary. He was like, oh, I was scared of her. I'm like, wouldn't you be scared more of the police a, if they discover right, this? It's a biohazard. It, I... No words. And on top of that, she's a disabled child. You know, who should probably not be standing for that long. Not at all. Not at all. He saw her get beat up by Christine. Like, how how do you live with yourself? Also, you... Seeing that and be like, that's fine. You're letting your sons hit her with a belt. Mm-hmm. Which, listen, those kids are also victims in my mind. Like, absolutely. 100%. So I I feel terrible for them. And they they were coerced into being part of it as well. But they are victims. I don't blame them, and I feel so sorry. Be specific peeing in her bed in her bedroom. Peeing in her bed. uh, Jacob throwing her through the stairs. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't, they didn't really talk about that. He only he thought the mic was off, mm-hmm. and he said it to right. his dad. And he's like, "No, you're fine. You were a child. It's right. okay." 
but then you also like you have to be such a bad parent and such a an awful human being that this is happening not to your child this is happening to let's say your well which is what happened your adopted adopted kid and you're letting your kids see this and learn from this mm-hmm. and 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 learn that your parents are actually okay with this kind of behavior and treatment at home and that's the kind of love we're going to learn in this household yeah you have to be you there must be something in your brain that's not okay for you to say hey it's fine i'm going to ignore this who fucking cares about this child that's not mine but who fucking cares about my own children that are that are watching this mm-hmm. that's what like blows my mind you're not only hurting the kid that's not yours but you're also hurting your own kids you're creating unnecessary trauma because those actions all of them unnecessary not that they would ever be necessary but Right, because now look at poor Jacob, who was interviewed in the documentary, saying that he has a lot of trauma, that he's still confused and upset by all these things that he witnessed, that he was made to do. He has to live with that. And on top of it, he has autism. So can you imagine My heart ha- having like that condition and already you're, you don't necessarily pick up on social cues and like knowing certain things and having all of this happen around you and to you and uh, yeah my heart breaks for him terrible how can you do that yeah yeah and you know he also like you think about when you're a child you're and basically with your parents you all you know is that you have to follow the rules you have to you know do what you're told Mm -hmm. and it's not like the kids nowadays that they'll be like no because kids nowadays are constantly exposed to basically quote unquote what's wrong and right and when to stand up when these kids had no idea of what is this okay is this normal are we supposed to be okay with this and he already knew that that wasn't right because he said he felt fucking awful yeah my my honestly my heart is broken for that well what do you think she was going through this abuse you know like what do you think is the reason so i think this abuse christine um and this is the only thing i believe from michael is because and it i believe it because natalia said the same thing she likes the spotlight she likes to be the shining star she likes to make money i think adopting natalia for her was a project Mm -hmm. that didn't go through she wanted to adopt this child she wanted this child to be you know extra smart ex and she was just a normal kid you know and this didn't go her way so because it didn't go her way she chose to hurt her and take all her anger out on this on this poor kid right and i think it wouldn't have mattered who the child was and i say that because they do mention well michael says that before the adoption with natalia 
even came into play that they were looking into adopting a child from Haiti. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So again, that they're like such wonderful giving people, oh, look, we're going to adopt a child from a third world country and um, we're going to take care. So either way, I think that they wanted to look like they were such martyrs and wonderful people like you said because christine had her business which was working with uh children who had special needs i think particularly autism yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so yeah she wanted to make herself look good yeah and i'm gonna do a quick segue from there she wanted so much to look good that they chose not to give her up and they chose to rather than do that they chose to re-age her right let's rather than giving giving her up because that's gonna make us look like shit let's make her be older yeah and to just to clarify as to why one thing led to the other from what i understood is because they turned out that oh shit the project's not gonna work out for us because she's costing us too fucking much money all of these surgeries 100 percent. you know that they Mm -hmm. they didn't realize that they and joe they only did one one surgery. That's all they did on her they, ankle or something. Many ankle. more. Yeah. Then, Apparently, she needed way more surgeries, yes. and they right. only did once. One, and they were like, one "That's and it." Done. They were like, "We're not doing this again." Mm-hmm. And then those boots mm-hmm. that cost thirty thousand dollars. Which, first of all, who the fuck is selling boots like that for thirty thousand dollars? I want to fucking mm-hmm. know. And then I think that is such a fucked up thing. This is why healthcare is a piece of shit. I don't know if it's an American thing, but these are people who really need these types of shoes. Mm -hmm. And you're charging 30 grand for a fucking boot? Mm -hmm. Are you fucking kidding me? 30 grand. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I digress. I don't want to spend too much time. (laughs) That's a whole other discussion. That's a whole other podcast. But (laughs) yeah, yeah, you know, she's, she come, they realize, holy shit, this is, this adopted child is, turning out to be too expensive so what can we do to not make us look like shit well um, they tried to get her committed first they tried to, to get her committed right for her and this and this uh what uh, what's the proper term is it mental institution it's a mental hospital, a mental hospital. Yeah. you know they commit her they actually take her in and here's where we get two different stories. Yeah. Which is, this is where my mind starts to kind of like go crazy because now I don't know who to believe. There are some staff people who say, well, she's been very sexual and very inappropriate. And. No, the staff never said oh. that. They said the staff said that. When they called the hospital, the staff said, we never said that. We said, she got no problem. You need to come pick no, her up. No, we did. They she, did interview they, some they staff members in that first season. And they did say season. that she was being overtly sexual, especially with the male staff. Yeah. But my thing is that when they would show the documents and it says something about like trying to kiss someone on the lips or they were talking about having a boyfriend. I'm sorry, but that to me is not overtly sexual. That's being a child. I was boy crazy when I was little. I was kissing boys when I was five. Sorry. Like I so so saying a little hoe. (laughs) I was a hoe even at five. But that's what I'm saying. Like to me, that's not being overly sexual. She wasn't talking about anything with private parts or you know doing like oral or anything like that you know it's like oh you want to be my boyfriend oh let's kiss so 
but there was something like that too that they said something in the in the paper well there were many things <laughs> that it was like actually they said something that was not true so they did do a psych evaluation the doctors did and mm-hmm. they agreed there's nothing wrong with her mm-hmm. she doesn't belong there okay. so they chair. they had they had they called them and they said she, she we can't keep her there's nothing wrong with her so you have to come but get her but you know why now I just remember, you know why I think of that is because when when they took her in from the beginning, they told the parents, this is not a place for basically a child because we have a lot of males that, you know, want to do things. Mm. And she's a girl and she's little. Right. Well, yeah. So from the beginning, there was already. This is before they said that they, you know, before they said that she was doing like sexual things and yada yada, you know. There was already. It was already coming from the hospital that they had to be extra careful because of their own patients that they had mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. So you know, it, it, that, that's so. I am so on her on this child side, and at this time of her because you think about it you're putting a what six seven year old child with a disability in a mental hospital that's mostly you know adults and there's a lot of male adults and this kid has been through abuse in her own country then abuse at the Barnett's she doesn't know any better mm-hmm. than that so when they say shit like oh she was like sec-, I'm like she's a child you are all the adults she's a kid you don't push her away you teach her the things that are not right and the things that are okay and the things that she can ask about <sighs> Right, because also, I mean, I have a huge feeling that she was probably sexually abused. Oh, yeah. In the 100%. Ukraine. Yeah, so that's yes. why she's so, probably overly, well, not, that's what they said, that she's been overly Well, that's what they said, but I feel like that type of behavior happens probably more in kids who are sexually abused because mm-hmm. they exactly. they that line they becomes blurred exactly of like right mm-hmm. and wrong and that they're too young for that to happen to them like that's not okay yeah but not understanding that so i still am confused about them saying that she was ov- overly sexual and like propositioning i don't, I don't yeah i don't necessarily believe you know what if you that wanna... went that far Think of it this way, you know, it might not be overly sexual if it was an adult, but if you see a five-year-old or seven-year-old, which is what she was at the time, acting these ways, you're going to think, oh, that child is overly sexual. But it was, if it was probably adult, you'd think, oh, she's just being flirty. I don't know if that, if you understand what I don't I'm know, but no, even was, the things was, that they were I saying. The opposite, you know, because also it's, let's say... Uh, uh, like a five, six-year-old takes, like a girl, takes her shirt off because they don't know any better. If you're saying she's really, she's, if you, the adult, are saying she's being really sexual, you as an adult are sexualizing a child. That's true. The child doesn't know what they're fucking doing. They're a kid. They don't understand that 
not when they're a kid, in adulthood, taking your shirt off might be sexualizing mm-hmm. in you know to put it in their own words right. but when it really drives me nuts when when parents said say something like that about a kid i'm like the adult here is you you are the one sexualizing yeah. there the kids don't know they don't they don't know sex they don't know any of that yeah. you know you are the one doing that not them right. the adult is doing that and I feel like she was probably I don't so. Know if I got my point across. Yes, there. no, that was beautiful. And I feel like she was probably so starved for love and attention. So mm-hmm. maybe they saw it as being sexual, but she just wanted a hug or a kiss, but not Thank in a you. sexual That's exactly manner. What I'm, you, you know exactly. So when exactly. they're saying it, propositioning. What do you mean? They weren't explicit in saying like she was telling the male nurses like, "Oh, I'll suck your dick." They weren't saying that. Yeah. Exactly. So, Thank you. I just, I don't know. So the mental hospital call her parents back to say, hey, she does not belong here. Come pick her up. So they pick her up. What do they do? They're like, well, you know what? We don't want to continue raising her. We don't want to pay for all of these surgeries. So let's re-age her and go through that process. Mm-hmm. And they fucking... And they went with... 22, 22 because in the state what, of eight? Indiana right. you can emancipate at the age of 21. So yeah, cuz so that seems like such a huge jump. Like, yeah, she was like 7 8 or 9, so she went from Yeah, eight so she was like 8 years 22. old to 22. And then they get her I I can't get over that. Apartment. And the fact that the court said, "Yeah, that sounds right." Right. When what the documentation was to do that was a family friend who was their, what, mm-hmm. like, the doctor, general doctor. practitioner since mm-hmm. 2002. So he had known the family for years. And he said, and I don't okay, sure, he really yeah. Likes, yeah, I don't think even, like, he really, you know, specifically said, like, oh, she is 22. I think they basically, you know, took what he said and like kept shifting it and shifting it and shifting it until it basically became like, she's an adult. This is the wrong age, you know. Um, And the fact that, you know, many other doctors had said this is a kid because they saw her teeth, her baby teeth, you know, her adult teeth had not come out. And, oh, and you guys see the picture and she the pictures the, she was a baby she looks like a child like you said her baby teeth were still in uh she went mm-hmm. to a doctor uh who said that her growth plates in her spine had not closed so that means that she's mm-hmm. still gonna grow so she is a child mm-hmm. she went to an endocrinologist who said that she was mm-hmm. seven eight years old so you there is mm-hmm. evidence saying at the time that she was a kid but they don't show the court any of that. They show the one from their family doctor saying that, oh, no, she's an adult. How is that enough evidence mm-hmm. to do an age change in the eyes of the court of the law? That is what blows my mind, is that the judge said, okay, sure, this seems like enough evidence. Let's change her birth year from 2003 to 1989. And then the fact that you have the biological mother who has her birth certificate saying that she was born in 1980 
So she's nine years mm-hmm. old when she mm-hmm. has a child. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't think that happens. Yeah. 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 It was just too easy 100%. for it to to reage yeah, her. Yeah, it happens so, so fast. a problem with our judicial system. Yeah. Oh, we all know I that mean, anyway, but we all like, know what that the hell? Already, I mean, I don't right. think now it would be that easy. Um, this was well, only, this like, was like what, 10 years ago? It wasn't only 10 years ago. A li- guys, a little bit more. This was like 2005, 2000. I, no. no. When was she born? No. 2003. Oh, no, 2010. Yeah, this was yeah. 12, so, 14 yeah. years 14 ago. That still That's is not that long, reason. though. Yeah, but it, it's also a town. It's still. It's, Indiana, <laughs> get your <laughs> shit together. Yeah, get your shit together, Indiana. I know, right? Like, come on, man. You know, but okay, so I want to talk about, you know, after they read her. They fucking put her in this apartment for her to live by her damn self. Now, I want to talk about my thought process while I'm watching this because at this time, you know, I know we kind of already spoiled it, but for those who are listening and don't know what happens, that she was actually really a, a child. But, you know, when I old. first yeah. saw this, I'll be honest, I don't know about you, but I thought, oh no, I guess she is really older. You know, I was believing that she was older. I didn't believe everything Michael said, but I actually thought, oh, she's older because now these nurses and hospital staff are saying that she's acting like an older, mature woman because she's being overly sexual, right? This is before I had any additional information. So I thought, okay, she's been living on her own. She's fine. You know, she's having issues with her neighbors, which we'll jump into in just a moment. But now, looking back at it, I'm thinking, holy shit, this was an eight-year-old child living on their fucking own. And I'm like, could you imagine living on your own at that mm-hmm. age or any other child? No. Like, that is fucking no. insane. Like, when Michael So, I up, was... Yes, when he, it, that's exactly what I was going to bring up when Michael shows up and he's, it's, he's, he's the one filming he's her. He's filming her. It's like they're gathering all of this evidence. You're seeing her face, and the whole time, she looks like a baby that's afraid. Yeah. And she's just looking at him, like, just giving him the answers that he wants Mm -hmm. to hear the whole time. And then I think at some point, he comes in, or... you know, it, it it's a he went what three times probably. He recorded her every time, or she went in, Christine. And at one point, she's just laying on the couch. Uh, and uh, sorry, my heart breaks. The donuts. You can see that the donuts, but you can see that she's on the couch because she's tired. She's, tired. Mm. she's a kid. She needs to be taken care of. She's not supposed to be taking care of herself. Somebody needs to take care of her. And she's been doing, she's been moving the fucking trash can on her own. And she's not only a child. She has a disability too. Like, how, you must be a sociopath or a psychopath to, or the most narcissist person to let, to just go through life knowing you're doing creating this pain into this small human being and being okay with it because i see the videos that they made and i like i was crying Mm -hmm. 
watching it because right. my heart was broken. I was like, this is a kid. Because even if she is an adult, that that video of Michael, he's sitting in his car videotaping her pulling in that trash can. You are not a good enough person to get out of that car and help her? Fucking that help is her. messed up. I don't care That's if she's a child up. or an adult. Right. You help her. She's having trouble. Mm-hmm. You don't do that. And then what I said with the donuts. And and also there was like a the first video where he said something about Heather. I think she was she works at um it was like child the protective services yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he it's such a bullying tactic to me where he's going, mm-hmm. Did you call Heather? And she's like, Yeah. Oh, well, this is what you said. And is that true? Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to delete her number. Now you can't call and her. And you're telling me, you're telling me this guy is a victim too? No. 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 Suck a dick. Your wife when, wasn't standing there telling you she that was she's going to take there. the kids away. She was not there. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So he's not innocent in this. I'm right. sorry. He Maybe Christine was a bitch to him and did use manipulative tactics with him and withholding sex and blah, blah, blah. But... He's not innocent either. Right. He did not treat Natalia well. No, he didn't. With the donuts, the way he bullied her with the donuts. Who got to these donuts? You a know? child. Like, I was right. like, so what? Where did you get these donuts? Right. Even they're if she wasn't old, a child, it's emotional, mental abuse. He was right. bullying mm-hmm. her. What a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Right. Michael, and- if you're hearing this, I can't fucking stand you. You're a piece of <laughs> shit. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you I need help so sir. much. You need fucking help. And also, he needs help. He needs to practice stillness with his body. Maybe we will believe him a little bit more. And he needs to open his eyes when he's talking. Okay. He, I, I, I think also he needs to... I mean, justice is not served mm. with any of this. Like, oh, they need to serve jail 100%. time. Like, they, they neglected and abused the shit out of that poor girl. Mm-hmm. Is that your dog, Joe? Yeah, can you, is that Brody? Can you hear my dog? <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's chewing on yeah, bone. Um, all right, so I want to ask you, okay, what... So, obviously, when Natalia is living by herself, she has some instances with the neighbors, right? We have this lady, the old lady who lives next door that says that she's also being overly Cannot excessive. stand that old lady. I mean, yeah, so I'm sorry. Sexual. She can suck you know, it. You know why I think, why I get really defensive about it is because this is a kid. You know, I, you know, back in the day when I was a kid, we would go to, you know, the neighbor's house and I would knock and if the door was open, I would walk in, you know. We didn't know um, any better. Because I know... No, you don't know any better. And you know your friend is going to be there. Yeah. You're like, let's play. You know? And this kid... First, she was a, what, seven to nine-year-old child. Because we still don't know specifically, quote-unquote, her age. But mm-hmm. whatever. She's alone all day long. This child is craving nurture. She wants to be taken care of. She wants somebody. You know how much seven to nine-year-olds talk? A lot. They talk a lot. She doesn't go to school. She has no friends. Her neighbors are her friends. She wanted a hug. She wanted to play. And all these things were taken wrongly because in their minds, she was a 22-year-old. 
because this is what she would, she was taught to say. Oh, I'm a 22 year old, and if a 22 year old is coming to your apartment, your house, like it's their own house, you're gonna be like, "What's wrong with you? You have issues." But if a child comes to you, a seven to nine year old child comes into your apartment, you're never gonna say that. Mm-hmm. Like if you think about it, in their head, she's an adult, but she wasn't, and if if they th- if they saw her the way she really was a kid that wants that wants and needs attention because she needed people taking care of her they would have never said any of the things that they said when that old lady says at some point like i don't know she's lying because she was i was i wanted to beat her up and that's an old lady i would never beat up an old lady i wanted to be are you kidding me there's like there's tests and like facts and and, and and proof evidence that this is a kid. Well, and my thing too is like you have someone just walking into your apartment. I don't care how old you are. I'm going to tell them, hey, I'm sorry, you can't just come in here. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. you have to yeah. either way have a conversation and knock. set those boundaries. So you say, hey, mm-hmm. I'm not comfortable with you just walking to my apartment. If you want to hang out and talk, give me a call. Here's my number. Yeah. You know, like, let me know if you want to hang out, like we can go grab coffee, whatever, but don't come into my house. Right. Yeah. So you have to send those, you are an adult, so you have to set those boundaries. Yeah. But But in their head, she's she's 22. 22, And they still believe that she's 22. I would do that with a 22 year old. I would say, hey, listen, I'm sorry. Like, you can't just come in my house. Yeah. That's true. So, That's so true. she lives there, gets a lot of complaints, gets kicked out. Christine has to pick her up and find her another apartment. And this apartment is even... No, Christine says she's moving. She gets kicked out. And that's when Christine says she's moving to Canada. Canada. Because Jacob <laughs> got a chance to go to a university there to get mm-hmm. his master's. Which I'm also wondering mm-hmm. how that process went. If she specifically tried Chose to, tried to, to get to, him yeah. to go out of... The country to a school or -hmm. if they reached out to him and said Mm -hmm. we we want him to come to our university like he can get full full ride like all that stuff so i'm curious how that process went but yeah either way just kind of leave her behind they just did not want her to be their problem right and then also so they Mm -hmm. move here what like an hour away into a terrible neighborhood which Mm-hmm. Michael says, oh, you couldn't have put her anywhere better. There was a, a grocery yeah. store, a GED learning center, a mental health facility, like all within walking distance. The girl is living on a second floor. The, and nothing the cabinets is set up for her height. Exactly. Everything is too tall for her. They give her no phone. At one point, her electricity is out for three days. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And not uh, you know what I was also thinking? Because they don't show it as much until, I think, season two, the actual staircase, like the stairs. Steep. Once you open the door, it's 
how was she getting up there? That's steep. How? Even for a, a regular full-sized adult. For, yes, yes, yes. And you think of the shoes that she had to wear that don't, they're big because they have to help her, you know, support herself mm-hmm. on each step. And the whole time I'm thinking, you're the worst human being mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm that you chose to do that to a person even if you're evil even if you well i don't know because i don't i'm not i'm not like that but you have to be really really bad inside you got to be rotten inside to be like yeah this is fine yeah yeah just everything about it and that's where she meets the man's family right yeah she meets the man's family i believe that it was through a neighbor Okay. And they were they were friends yes. of a neighbor, so she met them. Yeah. And then Michael says that all of a sudden, oh, because she was going and getting her GED at a learning center, and I guess she didn't show up mm-hmm. for a couple of days, and they called them and said, hey, where's Natalia? And then called them back a few days later and say, oh, never mind, we found her, she's with this other family. And, and then they try to call that other family, be like, what are you doing? And they're like, you left this child on a second story yeah. and she actually um doesn't have electricity so yeah which at first and i then- have to say sorry to cut you off tracy but at first <laughs> when i heard about the man's family i was like oh they're just using her for her food stamps well and that's what right. michael says too that's what i was right. gonna say that's what michael well says. they make you see that's how they make, they it make seem. you believe that for a, yeah they make it seem like that they make you believe that for a few seconds and then you're like at this point who cares can somebody take care of this kid exactly that's what i thought too even if they are using her for the 500 even if it's for the money this she's a child Mm -hmm. she needs an adult with her right now and there's nobody helping her nobody nobody right and then now knowing that what so this was in like 2012 or 13 that mm-hmm. she's with them and then fast forward she's still with them today so you yes. so it's like now we know they weren't using her like they actually mm-hmm. really took her in out of the kindness of their hearts and she's happy for the first time oh, she's with then, a family that um, cares that about actually her actually cares for her yeah and it was i think it was the the her the neighbor that lived under her, the one that had a few kids. And all the dogs and, and all the cats. And, and she <laughs> kept saying, I wish I would. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. She had all the pets and a all bunch kids. of kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she said something like, I wish I would have known because I would have taken care of her. Mm-hmm. But she had no idea because I think, I think um, one of christine probably somebody or or natalia because it was what she was taught to say was like i'm i'm gonna i'm 22 i got this mm-hmm. you know well that neighbor even said that she didn't know how to call on a phone for help for anything right she, she didn't like, know how to are, use a phone parents that to yes. me is like that is a child it's a baby you know the fact that you like don't have a phone number written down or memorized to call for help like a parent or anything Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right because i think she didn't like have food in the apartment and i was like nothing is there anything anyone you can call and she was like 
I don't know how to use and a like, phone. And like, if you think about it, when when the other neighbors from the older apartment complain to, oh, she would eat our food and stuff. I'm like, she doesn't know how to cook. Yeah, she's hungry. Yeah. The poor child she's is hungry. hungry. She's hungry. She's yeah, she food. probably has food there that she's never cooked. This is why she's like eating donuts, you know, and and, and going to the neighbors and looking at their fridge. Right. And is Michael's saying that, I can actually that he eat? bought food for her, but we don't know what he bought and how much he bought. Right. Maybe it was food for like two, three days. Again, I don't. And then he doesn't come back days? for a week or two weeks or whatever. So yeah, she's exactly. she's hungry and she's lonely. So thank mm-hmm. goodness for that family taking her in because she yeah. wants to live with them. She has right. a home now. She has somewhat of a family. And then mm-hmm. we are fast forwarding forwarding to the trial with Michael. Right, because right? he's gonna get he oh gets slapped with um, some felony charges. Felony charges, and they want to add on the child neglect, but. This is but then they can because the age cannot be brought up, the which, trial, is, which so is so frustrating. Frustrating, it's so which bullshit. is the whole case. That was the whole point the of the whole case, case is... mm-hmm. you yeah. know, because right. legally she's an adult and she's what twenty two. They can't bring it in. They can't include that in the trial. Mm-hmm. Which which is the I'm whole point sorry of the because case. doesn't the prosecutor doesn't so the prosecutor crazy. say at some point that even though she is. Uh, legally an adult that she is still a dependent because of her specific disability so it doesn't matter if she was a child or she's 22 it's still the barnett's responsibilities to take care of her which either way that boils down to neglect so that whole case in itself i just i don't know how Basically, both of them got away with it. I, I still, because I think Christine got acquitted, and then Michael... She didn't what, even have what? a trial. The The court approved dropping charges because it was... Uh, there, like, wasn't enough evidence. Oh, God. Which, oh which if you can do that for her, then why did Michael have a trial? Because, obvious, I'm sorry, I think there's way more evidence against Christine mm-hmm. with the abuse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're pepper spraying mm-hmm. her. You're having her stand against you a wall. Have, you're beating her with mm-hmm. a belt. You're doing all these you terrible things. You have the husband saying that, he, that she did that, and you have a child that it's... I don't know if they can use that, but that's in recording. Mm-hmm. Him Ex- saying all this stuff. Exactly. So the fact that Michael went to trial and Christine didn't because there's not enough evidence, that in and of itself blows my mind. Yeah, there's a lot of questions mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. And then so, they exonerate him. He's acquitted. The, well, yes. well the, the, the jury had to find him not guilty. And they sat down with the foreperson, which I love that they talked to her. Yeah. And she said that... In their eyes, he was guilty. He was guilty of neglect. But that the judge was very specific about what the charges were and what they had to find for him in order to be found guilty. And for them, they couldn't do it. So he, by basically default, got found not guilty. But they still, in their hearts and their minds, found him guilty. And I love when they read out the the verdict and he's leaving the courtroom and he's crying. And he calls Jacob and is telling him, oh, yeah, they walked in there in an hour and a half. And it took them no time because they knew in their hearts that I'm not guilty. Actually, dude, they know that you're fucking guilty and you're a terrible person. It's just that, that that 
because how it was stipulated with the rules in court, they had to find you not guilty. So slow your roll. Cry me a river, Michael. <laughs> like I don't know. Uh, what, knowing I don't how know much he loves himself. Him. So disgusting. How many how many times do you think he watched himself in season season one? On repeat. He's yeah, he seems like the guy that he would probably rewind the interview. Just to see himself. Yeah, he's over so and fucking full of himself. He's such a douchebag. The way he just pulls up in his fucking mm-hmm. car. In his sports car. car. Horse, crying. In his sports car. I'm like, oh, God. Crying. Give me a fucking like the break. victim. What a he slams the doors guy. like a PAB. A PAB. He's a PAB. And, a PAB. And listen, I, I'm, I'm sorry to say this because there are people who handle with you know mental health issues differently and everything but the fact that he very was so open about killing himself and and committing suicide i just feel like people yeah that do that are not so candid and open about it i feel like he's saying that for attention and for people mm -hmm. to feel sorry for him and to make him be like oh poor me i'm the victim too and and even if you're open, even if you're open about it and you talk about it, his mannerisms when he's expressing himself about it, it's it's so theatrical, mm-hmm. and it, it just he wants it, it feels like he's putting a show. Yes, and to garner sympathy you know, for himself. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like if you yes. are candid and open about it, it's because you want to help others. With mm-hmm. your experience and how to handle it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, mm-hmm. I wanted to jump into the meeting between Natalia and Michael. Yes, that's in season so, two. Jesus. That one that's is rough. What the we first were all one. The first for, one. You know. The one where he storms I out. Try, because, I try. You know, well, I try. Well, oh. So what <laughs> happens is, is that, that Michael. Was so. so with mm-hmm. with the trial, they were saying that Natalia couldn't reach out to him because um, so they weren't allowed to talk during the trial. And even I think afterwards for a little bit, something legal. And then when that lifted and then Michael reached out to Natalia and said, I want to have a conversation and I want to apologize. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So... That was the whole point of them meeting, which I thought, okay, you know, he's trying to be the bigger person. But also it's a hundred percent, but also it, I need to apologize, but I'm only going to apologize to like one thing because half, like 75% of the things he couldn't talk about because his lawyer wouldn't let him. And the, the reason why he wouldn't, let him is because he would have to admit guilt he would have to say yeah that i'm responsible for this i should be in jail i did this to you and this is why his lawyer was like you can't talk about her age you can talk you can't basically her age is the whole case but you can talk about her age you can't talk about leaving leaving her at an apartment you can't talk about leaving her at another apartment you can't talk about um taking her out of school you can't Many things. Yeah, the, right, because it's the culpability. Right, that is another piece of and shit, but no. I get, you know, that's his, that's his oh job. Oh, my God, yes. So I, I kind of yes. understand I know, his standpoint, I know. but I was just like, oh, God, please. 
but that's the thing. It's so frustrating because it's like, yeah, Christine is a terrible person. And, you know, he's saying, oh, we have the same monster. Mm-hmm. I'm and like, she no, was you so don't. terrible to no, me. But stop, don't. stop playing the victim and mm-hmm. apologize yeah. to her. Own up to your mistakes and say, I am so sorry for the way that you were treated and, and my role in it. That I wasn't there to protect you. I mm-hmm. should have. And mm-hmm. I did not. And I am so, Or the so pain sorry. that we cost you. Yeah. You exactly. know? It, and he kind of sort of did, but I feel like it wasn't enough. And no. I feel like he only did it to make himself look like the good guy. It wasn't because he really deep down felt that in his soul. He did it for himself. And it, yeah. 100%. And at some point, like, he, she would ask him questions and there were no answers mm-hmm. to it because because she would say like why why did you adopt me or why are we here the and deflection he like, oh, yeah the theatrics there's so many answers there's so many answers to that mm-hmm. one question and she mm-hmm. was like just give me one answer just, the highlights i need i need one reason yeah that's all I need. And he's like, well, you know, I, I, I like think about it every time I think of his face and I just want to punch him. <laughs> oh, Ben. I want to be like, shut the fuck up right. or say something meaningful. Don't give me this bullshit of that. The fact that you're meeting basically the victim of your abuse and you're the one that storms off. Because you said you try, you storm off, and then you hop on your fucking sports car, and then you go away when you have this child that you abused for years, you neglected her after abusing her, and then she didn't have a family, she didn't have a home, nothing, and she's the one that has to stay there dealing with your fucking bullshit right now mm-hmm. again yeah he's like well my job's here done and i'm gonna go to my sports car and goodbye and you know though it wasn't enough for me but there was a point that i felt like for natalia it was almost enough for her like he i feel like he was all he almost oh, manipulated yeah. her to believe that they came to terms to like an agreement that like okay you know we have some closure here and i'm like really girl no no he didn't I also feel because her new parents are so uh, religious. Um, I think they believe a lot in forgiveness, and she's probably doing for her mental space and her mental health. You know, I'm gonna forgive you because I just can't live with this in my head constantly. But I still think she's way too good for even praying yeah. for him because i would be like let me pray for you may you burn in hell <laughs> i would say something like that because you know there's something um i hope there was an artist that said you don't have to forget and you don't have to forgive you can just mm-hmm. move on with your life that's true you know? i agree and you don't have to do any of that if you don't want to, especially in her case. But 
if she wants to, you know, have that mental, you know, peace and, you know, be follow basically, you know, the rules of her religion, which they do believe a lot in forgiveness, you know, right. I get it. But I think for her, it's not over. And I really do think that there will that she's going to take them to court for like a civil lawsuit. I think so too. Because I think she should. Justice needs to be served. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Everything that she yeah. went through, and then the whole she's going to try to reage herself back to what she is because she did a DNA test, and they found that she is actually around twenty mm-hmm. years old. So mm-hmm. so now. her birth yeah. so right so her birth date was correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. September fourth, two thousand three. So she needs to get herself back to her correct age. And I think once that happens, she better take them to court. She fucking better. She better, 100%. I have a question for you guys. Do you think at some point any of the things that they said about her were true? Who? Who? What things? Everyone. The pa- neighbors, parents, parents everyone. Do you think? Well, I'm. Let's. You know what? Since you're bringing up that that question, I think that we should incorporate that with what happened at the very very ending of the episode. Yes. No. Well, yeah, but I first want to know your opinion because you know you before you get that ending, you already made up. You already made up your mind of before seeing that ending. You're like, I wait. Were some stuff r- r- true that they said, or the whole, or you're on Natalia's side, full on one hundred and fifty percent everything? No, she I said don't believe that true. everything that Natalia says is true. I think that mm-hmm. what some of the adults have mentioned is true. I think that mm-hmm. Natalia has her own memories and perspective of how everything rolled out keep in mind this isn't this wasn't seven eight nine year old child you know we experience yeah, yeah a baby and process yeah, you forget mm-hmm. at, differently as children you know especially when we're going through mm-hmm, trauma mm-hmm. you know we remember things differently because of, as a as a coping mechanism mm-hmm. right um 100%. so mm-hmm. i think that there have been times when she's had outbursts you know for example that incident where she broke the the Sakoni's kid arm and I don't was it on purpose yeah I don't think so you know but but she had a yeah. you know a, a tantrum because of it you know probably due to her mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. past mm-hmm. and her trauma um which is why I wanted to jump into that very ending moment because that ending confirmed it for me where I was like Okay, then yes, there. Are, I, 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 my, my, I believe my own beliefs. Where she does probably have a little, you know, anger issues or little. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? There's definitely somewhat sinister? not sinister. I think sinister is too much of a heavy bad or a bad word. Mm-hmm, I agree. I just think that she has a little anger side to her, where she has these outbursts, you know. Mm-hmm. Which I don't blame her. I mean, everything yeah. that she went through, she has massive abandonment issues. Like yeah. her own mother and father didn't want her. Then she's in an orphanage in the Ukraine. And then she gets shipped over to the States. And then she's bounced around to multiple families. The Barnett's mistreat her. 
So mm-hmm. you your formative years are just met with people Abuse who say, neglect. I don't want you and mm-hmm. I'm going to hurt you mentally, physically, emotionally. I don't blame her for having yeah. issues yeah. and being angry. What mm-hmm. really should have happened is she should have been going to a therapist this entire time uh-huh. and getting it mm-hmm. dealt with. Yep. Yep. But But I don't know if you want to comment about the ending because I already know what I want to say about that. Um, So I, the whole, my thing is like at this point for me, yes, a lot of neighbor, because then you go back to the teachers and the teachers say like she was a normal child. There was no issue here. She was fine. But you go to the neighbors, which had a different perspective because all of them thought she was 22. Right. I'm just going to put that out there. So for me, the whole time, I've been on her side the whole time. And I still think that there's a lot of trauma in this kid. So much trauma that whatever reactions she has... It is justified at this point. And this is why I'm like, whatever she says, you know, I believe her. Because even the things that she didn't remember, she was like, I don't Mm -hmm. remember. You know, but this this is all she knew when she was little. Abuse and neglect. Abuse and neglect. And then she now gets this amazing family. And... If we want to jump to the end of it, you know, yeah, Joe, but you just to, say to add to what before? you're saying, let me make it clear, make myself clear. I'm still on her side, whether it's, you know what I'm saying. Oh no, I'm I know still you're on, her, on her, side, her side, no matter yeah, what. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah I know that. To that. I know yes, that. You know, she. Yeah. It's like her actions should be justified because of her whole entire life up until now. But you know, jumping mm-hmm, to that mm-hmm. final moment, which holy shit, what a cliffhanger, and a shocker. My, my mouth dropped, my mouth dropped I mean open. Too. Just what was it? Was it two weeks or six weeks after Tracy? You just finished the episode. Do you remember? No, it was six, like six months. months. I did. Six yeah, months it was like after six, the yeah, man's like officially adopted her, which I was. I mean, I'm sure we were all overjoyed and happy for them. So Finally, happy. Finally, she yes. has a, her third adoption. Hopefully, her final one. She has a home, official family, right. and she, she was, was happy, happy too. Real tears. We're all crying. Um, and then it ends with a bomb. Literally. <laughs> where the mans are calling, um, make a phone call. The, the producers, producer is saying that Natalia has stabbed them in the back and they're kicking her out and she's become a different person. She did a 180 on them. And, they and they're are done. Done. They're, they're done, done with her. her. Now, shocker. Mm-hmm. I can, I, they're definitely going to come up with the third season. They have so to. I like, think, what I happened? Have, I think the third season is going to be the point of view of Hopefully, the and I hope the Sikonis speak up because right now you're not looking too good. Cunha, you're not yeah. looking too good. You're looking just as bad as yeah. the Barnetts. You know what I mean? So yeah. they yeah. need to show their face and make a statement. But I have an assumption as to what I think might have happened with the man's family. And you guys can tell me what your thought Please. is. I, I, had an, know, I have an I, assumption my too. My thought but I is, hear it goes back to that first moment when they introduced the man's family to us you know they brought her in they were taking her grocery shopping using her food stamps right now when you're disabled 
you naturally, I don't want to say naturally, but it's kind of, uh, you know, traditional, or I guess the usual, the, the usual thing that happens when you're in disability is that you get funds from the government. You get disability checks, food stamps, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. you're disabled. You can't work. You don't, you know, so that becomes your main source of income. Now that she has this adoptive family, I think that there might be some money issues involved where they are officially her daughter, Ooh, interesting. you know, who brought her in and caring for her. And Natalia is getting older. She's building a voice for herself. She's getting publicity. And this is, again, I'm making this up in my head. I could be totally fucking wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously. And the Mandel family is yeah. like, hey, you got to give us some of the money. You know, you have to contribute. Give us the money for, for what we've done for you and how much we've supported you. I don't... I'm happy that she has the man's family now and they've adopted her. But I'll tell you this. I don't trust them. I do not trust them at all. I am happy that they took her in and they well, took care of her. But there is something there. And I'll, I want to add even more to this. They are a foster family. They have, what, 12 fucking kids? In that family, and yeah, what do like foster little parents little, yeah. do? They collect money from the government for being foster fa- families. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So there's definitely money involved. There are many and kids. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't want to say there's anything wrong with that, mm-hmm. but we know that there are many cases where foster parents are just have a bad reputation, you know, where they just mm-hmm. abuse mm-hmm. the kids because they're just a paycheck to them. And I just mm-hmm. kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know, I just... I don't know. I just don't trust them one hundred percent. I don't. I have a bad feeling, and I have a. I have a feeling that money issues might be the problem there as to why they're saying, "Okay, well, you don't want to give us any money, or you know, give us what you sh- should give us." Then you're out of here. You're done. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just find it to be too, too sudden My... when you're so happy, mm-hmm. lovey dovey. She's part of our family now, and then, boom. I mean, it was six months, and a lot can happen yeah. in six months. But that was my thought process. My thought process, this is a religion Mm. issue. Um, I, you know, she went from all this abuse and neglect to this family that is, you know, I don't even know what religion they are. Is it? They're not. I don't know. Whatever. It's they're not Catholic. Like, no, not Catholic. It's something super Christian. It's extreme. You know, the whole thing. Not extreme. I don't know. The, the dad is, what, a pastor? I don't know. He's a pastor, something. yeah. Um, you know, after you come to your senses and you've been through a trauma like that, chances are you're not going to believe in God. And you or you're going to have really little faith in goodness in the world. In the moment, yeah, she's, you know, being treated really fairly. But any little thing that comes up is going to wake up something in her because she needs to go on a healing journey. And this healing journey is not going to happen until these two motherfuckers go to jail. Not her parents now, but the Barnett's. Mm-hmm. That her heart is not going to be calm and I think the reason why I'm saying this is a religion problem is because she, so I don't know if you guys know this, but when you're a child and you go through trauma, chances are that you, your, your growth 
your matureness stops. Your your you you stop growing the way anyone else grows mentally. Mm-hmm. And I think all this is like coming to her, the growth, everything. And, you know, the rebel face that we go through a little bit. Well, not me. I'm Dominican. There was no rebel face for me. <laughs> I just had to suck it oh, up. I was an L7 weenie. So I like didn't do anything terrible in <laughs> high school. I don't know, so. But yeah, but you, you see like anybody that had you know, that instinct of going through a rebel phase, she probably wanted that after all the shit that she went through. She's probably mm. going through it now when she has actually the space, you know, to do that and the growth to do that. And being a rebel in a religious household is, you know, it's like the the worst thing that could happen. And... I think people that are religious, no offense to anybody that's listening, are really dramatic and extreme. Um, because the way they say, like, she's stabbing us in the back for because of a little lie or a lie. I don't know what the heck they say. I don't even remember. But I'm like, you're saying that about a kid that you chose mm-hmm. to adopt that has, you know, a disability. And what what happened like what what what's the big deal here that you're saying that you're saying that you're done with her completely so i just want to say real quick that mm-hmm. i think that with natalia with everything she's been through and the form of abuses that she's easily manipulated and unfortunately i think that this new family that she's with is just so like like you said nikki it's very extreme in its mm-hmm, mm-hmm. religious views that i think mm-hmm. it's now another form of i'm sorry but brainwashing that she's susceptible mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. it and i just mm-hmm. think it's so much for her that maybe what you're saying too that it could be in the religious aspect of maybe she's realizing like you guys have brainwashed me like this is too yeah. much you yeah. like let all her this make her own me. decisions yeah right yeah, so yeah. i i do think that that could be part of it but joe i also agree M- money is always mm-hmm. an issue a lot of the time too so it's true with like yeah. interview because she was like on dr phil and she's probably done all these other shows and with this documentary like with the money and everything I'm sure that there's probably going to be Does anybody know if she has that. an Instagram? I haven't checked if she had an Instagram. <laughs> I just, I didn't yeah, think of question. that. That's I don't know. I'm question. looking it up. <laughs> FBI status. Let's go. <laughs> Wait. Wait. No. Oh, yes. She, she does. She yes, she does. Oh, no, Natalia. never mind. No, no, no. Oh, never mind. Grace. <laughs> Sorry, there's a Natalia Grace official. And she has... Half million followers, so I thought it was her. Oh. Uh, no. Oh, wait. Me looking at all the Natalia Graces that are famous on Instagram. No, I can't. I can't find. We'll have to do some research, but. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely going to be a season three. There has to be because they just left us there yeah. like that. Yeah. There has to be. And then also I think with whatever happens with the mans and then like I said, the re-aging process because she's got to go through the courts again to get back to what I 
by the time it happens, they'll probably be 21, yeah. 22 years old. So, yeah, yeah I think they're going to do another season. So, so, I'm ready for it. I'm, I can't wait. Like, let's go. I, I mean, know. season one came out in, like, like, I think in 2020, let me see. Season one came out in... It's like last 20, year. Oh, yeah, it did. Okay. So hopefully by next year we get a third season because I need to know. I need an update. I need to know what the Ugh, fuck happened. I want to know yesterday. Um, so real quick before we you know move on to the next topic, you know who I absolutely adored who needs her own show? And I don't know if she has her own show. Oh, my Beth God. Has Harris. Text. Yes. Yes. Beth. Yes. Oh, my God. She I kept was saying amazing. the same thing the she's whole time. I was like, I love her. Like, like, love give her a raise. Mm-hmm. She showed up to work. She's very entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. I have to look her up and see what else she does because she knows her shit. And mm-hmm. she's she's really neutral. Yes. You know? Like, she she would say the things, like, plain and simple, but she would not be taking sides. She was really factual. Right, because it's all from, like, a legal standpoint, because that's what she Mm -hmm. does. So it's just, here are the facts, and Mm -hmm. I'm just going to lay it out to you in the simplest way, which I love, because I don't know all the legal jargon and everything. So it was super helpful. And I love when she was like, I don't talk about personal things. But mm-hmm. and then but, she did mention that she that she had two brothers who right. were disabled. So mm-hmm. I do think maybe there's a little bit in the back of her mind that she's going to be a bit biased. Yeah. yeah. Towards yeah. having a soft spot for Natalia. Yeah. But also all of the legal documents and everything that has come to light. How can you not side yeah. with her with yeah. all the evidence, too? And she has a good know? memory, too. Oh, she's quick, she's, she's witty, oh, yeah. she remembers, I love her. she's very detail-oriented. Love I loved her. What a great yeah. person to have on this documentary. Was it was great. great. Oh, mm-hmm. I was like, great. I want more of her. I need her in every case. Like, Fuck yeah, yes. come on, take us home. What, what you got for us? Yeah. What do you got for us? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> tell us the facts, let's go. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Every time I was like, she's going to sum everything up right, right now for me. I love it. Damn, that was a good documentary. Ugh, amazing, yeah. That was a good one. It is excellent. And it's also like a roller coaster yeah. emotionally. You don't know who to believe, because, you know, what to believe. Right. You keep going back and forth. Like I said, it's a whole he said, she said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, but I think mm-hmm. also at the end of the day, it just, it, it really is such a letdown with, I think, the adoption process in the States with our, Mm -hmm. you know, mental health, um, uh, medical, you know, the judicial system, like all these things too, Mm -hmm. play such a major part. Yep. And that this country is just so fractured in so many ways. Mm -hmm. And then unfortunately uh, the people like the Barnett's can get away with something like this and adopt and re-age oh, a child yeah. and then and, and be free there's yeah. no jail time yeah exactly only in america oh. disappointing only mm-hmm. in america man disappointing Damn, that's a good so, one so i hope she gets the justice that yeah. she deserves because i really i mean the barnettes are not innocent and I, christine needs all. to show her fucking so. face to fucking coward she's so manipulative yes, yes. Yeah, I'm surprised. You know what? I I was also thinking 
yeah, that last scene, why did they leave us with that cliffhanger? But <laughs> I was also thinking this this documentary showing her side, showing Natalia Gray's side. Um, it's it's a <laughs> Brody. It's um it's a way of, you know, getting a tiny bit of justice for her because you know, her sharing her story and us knowing that uh, Christine and Michael are the worst human beings ever. Just, I know it might give her a little little peace. Mm-hmm. Because I, if I see that guy, I'm going to scream gonna at him. I'm going to punch him. If, if I, I see Christine, her, I'm going to... I don't think well, I'll ever see her. I'll body slam it, her, these, pepper spray these her. documentaries are dangerous because everyone is watching this shit and talking That's, about it. Like, that woman must be exactly. fucking... I'm sure they've probably gotten rock. death threats. Oh, for she sure. She must be hiding. I don't think I'll ever see her. Michael, he needs a spotlight, so I'll probably he see her He loves the spotlight. Michael somewhere. loves... His he little needs his Broadway show. Mazda sports car. I'll scream and be like, this is the abuser that thinks is a victim. Let's go punch him. <laughs> I try and I try. I try. Oh, God. Oh, my God. That I was just, so good, Joe. It's like Scary. nightmares of Michael Barnett. Um, I will say, though, that I kind of... Okay, he didn't handle it well. He wasn't mature about it. But... I love because what it was is that Natalia asked him, can you please not cuss? And Michael said, I'll try. It's who I am, but I will try. I try, I try, I try. (laughs) And then she asks him a question and he said something like, that's a hell of a story or a hell of an answer. And Antoine... Man, the new, the new butted dad. in and was like, "We told you," and just went in on him and was like shaming him and whatever. And it's like all he said was hell. Yeah, I don't that's, think I, to and me that's not really not a cuss word. Like, was calm down, man. Like, you know. Yeah, and also creating more stress yeah, in like, the situation. Like right. your child is already, your kid is already yeah. stressed out. And this is her yeah. moment. And she yeah. asked him, can you just like respect me and not say anything? So if it was an issue with her, then I think she would have said something again. But he had to butt in. So I kind of don't blame him, Michael, for being like, you know what? That's it. Like, I'm done. If you're going to come at me when I'm trying to explain myself, yeah, like, I'm I don't happy need this. So I kind of don't blame him. He didn't handle it well. But, but then, but then he got in the sports car and you said, like, uh, yeah, never Yeah, let me mind. go back to my <laughs> shitty life in my sports car. Yeah. God. Oh, my God. I cannot with him. Um, the dramatics. Are there... I yeah. was going to ask Tracy, but are there any fun facts? Would, would this, could there be any fun facts with this case? <laughs> You know, I'm I'm sure that there's probably a lot of things that we still don't know, but I didn't do too much. Re- I actually did try to watch a few interviews. So I saw some of the 60-minute special that mm-hmm. they did when Jacob was younger and mm-hmm. him um, when he was at school. Um, so it was kind of interesting. And then there was an interview with him and Christine like a, a couple of years later, because I just wanted to hear yeah. her talk. And 
hate yeah, her. Yeah, her, her, her face, voice, yeah. how she, she just seems so annoying. Fucking nude pics. So stopped. <laughs> her nude pictures. The nude pics. Wow. We forgot to talk yeah. about that. There's so much in this When she case. was trying to set the guy up with Natalia. We forgot that. I'm yeah. telling you, you're. We forgot about that. She's a psychopath. Like, well, who does that? Because she knew. She knew that was she was a kid. She knew the whole time. Christine Burnett, you're fucking disgusting. Yeah, you're the worst. Yeah. Also, I'm sorry. Like, I feel like we should have learned. Like, as adult, like you really shouldn't be sending nudes or like dirty pictures. Because they're gonna, they're gonna they're, get out, they're gonna get out yeah. there in the world. So all those and pictures. And the way of her, she was also having an affair at the same well, I mean, time. I'm like, girl, how do you have Barnett, time? Who wouldn't have an affair? Oof. That's true. That's yes. true. Imagine living. I mean, with that, that guy. his new girlfriend Oof. does. I don't know what she sees in him. I wish they would interview her. Maybe I want to know her perspective. Like, how'd you meet Michael? That's what do you true. think they about do this need whole to interview thing? Interview her. She seems very supportive oh, of sure. him. Fucking spoon feeding him. The way he was crying out of that court and they were like consoling each other and holding each other. Oh my God, no. Ew, Gross. no. You know what wow. other scene gave me like cringe is when Natalia was like praying for him. I was like, no. Oh yeah, that made me cringe too. Like, he was he like, oh, 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 and then like and then he gets up like not like yeah I'm bye. good okay I'm bye, done, bye. Right? here's my Let's mic go. going in my sports car peace out yeah yeah no it's... I know that <laughs> oh my god Uh these kind of people like it's really hard for me to understand that they actually that they actually exist they the world is full of monsters you know, and they're all humans. that kind of human being I hate fucking yeah people. it's I yeah, me too. I keep except thinking for the people about... who are listening no, to this podcast. We love you. Oh yeah, you too. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like thinking about like Christine now, uh, I I forgot about the porn basically and the way she was oh. also kind of like trying to manipulate Michael through social media. Mm-hmm. Um, withholding sex manipulating withholding. him with there's there's a lot to yeah this this documentary she's got issues there was a lot to unpack yeah, yeah she's had a lot of issues and when she was I think she was taking Natalia at some point to some fairs like little people or little people communities and stuff and basically trying to give away her kid mm-hmm. like hey are you interested hey are you interested you know I don't know it's Super weird. Well, okay. Yeah. But yeah, well, well, it's right. Well, can't Can't wait wait for for the the next next season. season. And we will be sure to do an episode on that to give us all an update to see what happened with the man's family. And I can't fucking wait. Yeah. Right? It's going to be their point of view for sure because they were the ones calling the producers. What? Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Someone else wants the spotlight. The man's family speaks. Right. Also, they have, like, 10 years of thing, And also, because that's the thing, they never really talked about how they met. Mm. Like, I, I want to yeah. know the story of, like, how yeah. they were like, you need to come yeah. live. Like, they didn't really fully go into it. So, I'm sure yeah. there's a lot more to unpack. Like, they touched yeah. base on a little bit, and it's still like, Also, huh? 
I need more. Remember that little girl, she said that Natalia beat her when she was a baby? They're going to go into yes. details about oh, that. That's what I'm there's, saying. There's, there's a lot of yes. there's a story there. Yeah. And we're gonna. I know. I love yeah. the little girl. Was like she didn't know what she was doing, but she beat me up when I was a baby. But she didn't yeah. know what she was doing, and she did say that she was sorry. So there's definitely a story yes. there. I, I felt bad for that poor kid. Okay. Yeah. So I need All more. All right. Well, we, we need will get more information more, I can't for wait. sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can't wait. This was a long. This was a long one. one, and if you're still here listening to us. Thanks wow. for listening to God us. God bless you. And talking shit. <laughs> um, we appreciate it. Comment, like, subscribe, and subscribe. Comment, oh, can, like. we t- uh, can we tell them? Can we tell them what we're going to talk Ooh, about next yes. week? Uh, next week, we are going to talk about drum roll. <laughs> Beef. <laughs> yes. Beef. Yes. Because it's got not the, the meat. <laughs> Yeah, right, right. The Golden Globe Emmy winner. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. Please join us. Listen to us if you want to hear us talk shit about beef. We are going to love it. So you know what? You will too. If you want to hear us judging. (laughs) Come come judge with us. Exactly. All right. Um, Hey, that's that's a good good name. Hey, you might be witnessing history. Yeah. Yeah, it might be that. Come judge with yeah. us. Come stream with us. Mm-hmm. Um, come and like Either and way, subscribe. Listen. Well. Yeah. And we'll talk to you guys next out, week. Peace out, y'all. Yes. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.